It's a beautiful evening. You're walking along the beach with a man. You're holding hands. The sun is low in the sky and turning it from blue to a pastel orange. The man you're with may be your partner or he may be someone you've just met. That part is up to you. You feel his warm masculine hands encircling yours, making you feel protected and calm. Listen to the rest of this erotic meditation, Tired and Taken, for free at harleyrabbit.com and see where the rabbit hole takes you. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Hey, hey, friends, it is Harley Rabbit here back with another episode of Turns Out I'm Into It, the show all about helping you discover your kinky self and live your best sex life. In today's episode, I want to ask you this question. Do you find it hard to say no? Have a think about that for a moment. Saying no sounds like the simplest thing in the world, but in reality, for a lot of us, it is extremely challenging. In this episode, I'm going to discuss some of the reasons why it can be so difficult to say no and set those personal boundaries. I'm also going to talk about why it's really important for both ourselves and our relationships to be able to set these personal boundaries, to be able to say no when we need to. And I'm also going to give you some strategies that I've found to be quite helpful Um, that will hopefully help you get a little bit more comfortable saying no and being more assertive about your boundaries. Before we jump in, I want to do a quick little plug for my weekly newsletter. Some of you I know are already receiving that, which is awesome. Um, But for those of you who might like to, I basically send out a weekly newsletter email um, and it contains some discussion points about what I've been talking about on the podcast. There'll be some challenges for both singles and couples. And I also put in a list of my recommendations. So whatever, whatever I'm digging that week, it might be something like a kinky purchase. Maybe I've bought something um, or maybe I've come across an article that I'm really enjoying and I think might be useful. I will put those recommendations in my newsletter. If you'd like to sign up for that, it is, of course, free. Just head over to the harleyrabbit.com website, click the members tab and join as a member. I'll pop a link to that in the show notes to make that extra easy for you. Secondly, I've got a bit of personal news to share with you guys. I officially have started my sex and relationship coaching course which I'm very excited about. I had a great time. It started um, last weekend. It's all online uh, through live classes. Um, I'm the only Australian that's crazy enough to do this course in my time zone. So for me, the the classes start at 1.30 in the morning, which is a little bit challenging to be honest, but hopefully I get more adjusted to that as I progress through the course. Either way, I was really impressed with the content and the way it's delivered. I love how practical it is. They, um, with each technique they teach us, they give a live demonstration and then pop us into breakout rooms and we get to practice that technique ourselves straight away. So I love that really hands-on approach. I'm feeling really confident about what I'm going to be learning with these guys. I really love their methodology. It really resonates with me. 
uh, for a lot of reasons, but in particular, um, it's called Somatica Institute and the method is called the Somatica Method, which basically combines traditional talk-based coaching techniques with more experiential techniques. And they talk about really filling in the gaps that exist within talk-based therapies where you're more speaking theoretically to your clients, whereas they have a lot of more practical exercises to help their clients experience things like intimacy and connection and erotic energy within the sessions. Now, I'm I'm at the very start of this course, so I'm not 100% sure what all of that is going to look like in the end, but I'm really open-minded and excited to learn about it. The reason why I decided to do the course was because I'm loving doing this podcast and my audio stories, and I thought this might be a really good way to help inform both of those projects. I want to learn as much as I can about this space of sex and relationships so that I can pass on that knowledge and help other people on their journey. So if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you'll get um, lots of benefit from me, from what I, I learned in this course. And by the end of the 12 months, I'm hoping I'll be a lot more confident in what I'm speaking about. All right, so let's move on to today's topic. And that is, of course, the ability to say no and communicate your personal boundaries. For me personally, being I, I'm such a people pleaser, and I hate hurting people's feelings. So I have really struggled to say no to a lot of things in my life, whether that's in the bedroom or in my work life or social life. I'm a serial yes sayer. And that has been at my detriment. Sometimes it's good to say yes, of course, but we do need to be able to set personal boundaries to protect ourselves. Since I got involved in the BDSM community, however, I've noticed that I've gotten a lot better at this skill. And the reason for that, I believe, is because in kink and BDSM, it's really normalised that conversation around boundaries and consent. So in my previous, like, vanilla life, I guess, um, and I'm just going to use sex for an example here because that is kind of what this podcast is about, um, vanilla sex has always been, you know, you go on a date or whatever um, and it progresses to the bedroom but there's not really any conversation around what you like, what you're okay with. Um, you might mention that like protection is a good one to mention. Um, but beyond that, there was never any real discussion. It was just kind of implied that you'd work it out and whatever happens, happens, which is probably not the best strategy. I mean, what could go wrong? It's not like sex is a highly vulnerable personal experience. But in the BDSM world, it is very normal to, prior to a scene or a um, sexual experience, to have a conversation around your boundaries and what you're consenting to. And I love this. It's, it's taught me to feel really comfortable having this chat. For example, if I'm going to do an impact play scene, I have usually had good communication with the top, the person that's going to be doing the, the spanking and flogging um, around, you know, what my uh, strike zones are, like where it's okay to flog me on my body, um, if I've got any injuries, what um, implements I'm comfortable with, what my safe words are, all of that. It's really normal to chat about. 
and I encourage you to please chat about this stuff before doing any anything kinky because it's really good for us. It's good to have that communication for both partners. It's good for you to be able to set what to know what your personal boundaries are and also for the other person to know what is safe and comfortable for you so they can feel confident that they're not crossing any lines. Anyway, we'll talk more about this in a moment. <clears throat> but I just wanted to really put across that BDSM has really helped normalize this conversation for me. That's not to say I still don't struggle with saying no from time to time. And this is something that I'm constantly aware of and working on. So let's talk about that. Why is it so hard for us to say no? It is a very simple word. And I think the vast majority of people agree that having personal boundaries is a good thing. If they didn't believe that, then you probably wouldn't want to have a lot to do with them, right? Yet, here we are. It's still really, really difficult to say no. Now, I did a bit of research in um, preparation for this episode and came up with a bit of a list of some common reasons that really resonated with me and I'm sure will resonate with some of you listening as well. The first one was fear of conflict. As human beings, we don't usually like conflict. We don't like people to be mad or upset with us. We don't want to cause a fight, particularly with our partners, someone we love. Sometimes saying no can feel like it's going to start an argument. So it sometimes feels easier to just go along with it and say yes and avoid that conflict. Secondly, a lot of us just don't want to hurt the other person. We don't want to hurt their feelings. This is something that I can really relate to um, when I've had, you know, close friends that have been attracted to me and wanted to progress things into a more intimate relationship and I haven't felt the same way and trying to navigate how to say no to that without hurting their feelings can be really tricky. We don't usually want to make another person feel bad and sometimes we prioritize their feelings over our personal boundaries. The next point I've got here is kind of a big one. As human beings, we have evolved with a fundamental need for connection. If we are not part of a community and we're out on our own, it's likely that we're going to, like, as cavemen, it's likely that we would be eaten by a tiger or we wouldn't survive on our own. We depend on our community. And sometimes saying no feels like we might risk breaking that connection that we have with someone. And our brains are wired to be very reluctant to do that. It is part of our survival instinct. So no wonder saying no can be so tricky for us sometimes. In my research, I also read about how saying no can be different depending on your gender. Um, Women, I, I didn't find any hard evidence to back this up, but... A few articles said that for women, well, women typically struggle with saying no more than men. Um, And the reasons they gave for this was that women are typically socialised to be nice. We don't want to be seen as a bitch or too bossy or frigid. We also, talking about not wanting to hurt other people's feelings, we also don't want to hurt a man's ego Saying no to a man who's made a sexual advance can sometimes feel like you're really going to hurt his ego if you don't agree or you don't go along with it. 
lastly, I think it's important to note that um, as mothers, a lot of mothers are incredibly selfless women and they get conditioned to putting other people's needs before their own. So sometimes taking a stand and setting hard personal boundaries can feel really difficult. I also want to talk about some of the more gender-specific reasons that make it difficult for men to say no. Now, I'm not a man, so I'm only um, going by what I've read here or what I have talked about with male friends. But men are basically told that they're supposed to have a really high sex drive. So saying no to sex, I could imagine, might feel really difficult. It might cause your partner to feel offended or not good enough. So saying no might start an argument. Men are also told that they're meant to be the provider and the problem solver. So I can imagine that could be really difficult to say no. If you're not, if you don't have the capacity or energy to do something that your partner or child or friend has asked you to do, does that feel like a personal failure? You're not being the provider. You're not being the strong one. Saying no can sometimes feel like we're admitting a weakness, that we have limits, we have boundaries. Is that resonating with anyone that's listening? Clearly, there's a lot more to saying no than just speaking those words. So if you're someone who does struggle with setting their personal boundaries, know that you are absolutely not alone and there are likely some very powerful reasons that are making that difficult for you. And making it difficult to, for most of the people around you, I'm sure. This is something that most of us really struggle with. And that's okay. So you're not the only one. You're not weak. You're not, don't get mad at yourself for not being able to do it all the time. It's really normal. Okay. Next, I want to talk about why saying no is such an important skill. When we aren't able to properly express our boundaries, That can obviously lead to a lot of stress and anxiety, feeling like our boundaries are being crossed. And if this happens a lot and your boundaries are being crossed again and again, that can start to feel really unsafe and draining. If we're in a relationship where one person is unable to say no and the other person is always getting their way, that can lead to the first person feeling really unheard and undervalued in the relationship, which is likely going to affect the longevity of that relationship. It's not really sustainable to be with someone if they're constantly crossing your boundaries, whether they're meaning to or not. Each time you let your boundaries be crossed, and it might be just a small thing, you know, sometimes we choose to let our boundaries be crossed and sometimes that's okay, it's part of life. Um, But if we're finding that we're doing this consistently, that can be really frustrating and lead to this buildup of resentment. For example, if your partner is consistently wanting you to stay up late and you know you need to get more sleep, that might be okay here and there, but if it happens consistently, you'll get more and more run down, you'll feel more like they're not they're not respecting you or understanding that this isn't really fair. That leads to build up resentment, which leads to explosive arguments. Another example is if you're dating. Um, This is something that I actually struggle with a lot and I have girlfriends that struggled with as well. Um, 
if you are someone who like when you go on dates and the other person say they they buy you some drinks maybe they pay for dinner um and then there's this point where it's you both have to decide are you gonna catch up again or maybe are you gonna go back to their apartment or you know it's a decision of did this date go well am I attracted to you or not um and sometimes there can feel like an obligation to say yes say yes I had a great time yes I'm attracted to you of course I'll go back to your apartment um purely because you don't want to hurt their feelings for example or what were some of the other reasons we listed before you don't want to cause a conflict you want to be nice don't you don't want to be a bitch all these things and if you keep doing that um that can lead to some really shitty situations um but ultimately if if you feel like every time if you that you go on a date you're obligated to go on another one with them or you're obligated to make out with them or sleep with them or whatever it is, you're probably not going to go on many dates anymore because why would you? That's exhausting. You're constantly getting your boundaries crossed. Something I learned probably too recently, it wasn't that long ago, maybe two years ago, um, that really helped me with this situation was... um, I'd met this guy through Tinder. We'd been on a couple of dates. It didn't really turn into anything, but we ended up being really good friends. Um, and he's still a really dear friend of mine today. But we were talking about this idea of feeling obligated to have sex with someone when you've gone on a date. And he told me he would be absolutely horrified if someone felt that way and did that to him, if they felt they were obliged to sleep with him just because they didn't want to hurt his feelings. And that made me realize a big part of asserting our boundaries is out of respect for the other person, the person that we're with. Most of the time, that person is probably a good person and doesn't want to put you in a bad position. They don't want to cross your boundaries. In order for them not to cross your boundaries, you need to let them know what your boundaries are. So if you're a massive people pleaser like myself, I found it really helpful to try and reframe that. If you're really struggling and you're like, I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want to cause a fight. I don't want to be a bitch. Reframe it in your brain as I need to do the right thing by them because I know I don't want to do this with them. And they would be horrified if if they thought that I was being forced to do something I didn't want to do. So out of respect for them and their consent, I need to tell them that actually, no, I'm sorry. I'm not comfortable with this. Does that make sense? We've talked about some of the reasons why not setting boundaries can be detrimental to either ourselves or the relationships that we're in. But I also want to talk about some of the reasons why setting boundaries can be really positive. The positive consequences of having strong personal boundaries. Being able to set limits And having those limits and boundaries respected makes us feel safe. And when we feel safe, we can be a lot more intimate. We can let our guard down and be ourselves. And that leads to a far better trust and connection. It also means that if we feel safe with this person and we trust them, 
and they are aware of our boundaries, we might be more willing to explore those boundaries, to try new things and see how they feel because we know that at any point we can let them know actually maybe not tonight or I'm actually not into this, can we stop? You're not going to want to explore with someone if you don't feel like you can, that it's safe to say no. And ultimately being able to have these really healthy, clear boundaries with your partner particularly means that you're going to have a more safe and fulfilling relationship with that person. And you're likely, it's, it's more likely that that relationship will last because you won't have all that built up resentment and all that icky stuff that happens. You're going to feel heard and seen and respected. That's really important, right? Okay, so we've talked about why it's so hard to say no, why it's important to say no. Lastly, I want to talk about some strategies we can use to make saying no easier. The first one I already spoke about just before, it's about if you're a people pleaser particularly, it's about reframing setting your boundaries as a thing that you can do for them. You don't want to violate their consent by letting them do something to you that they wouldn't want to do to you because it's hurting you. If someone wants to, like if, if you're with a partner who really wants you to give them head and you're really not comfortable with that, but you do it anyway, and then later they found out that you really didn't want to do that, they're going to feel awful, right? So if you can't do it for yourself, do it for them. On that note, in BDSM, it is so important that we are able to set our boundaries and we are able to say no. If To the point that I don't think it's safe to play with someone who can't say no. If you're doing something to them that they really don't want you to do and they really aren't consenting to, but they haven't been able to tell you that, that can get really, really bad really quickly, especially with the more intense, riskier kinks. So if you were playing with a new partner, I really encourage you to talk about your safe words, role play them, test it out, practice saying no, practice saying yellow and red, get comfortable with it, normalize it. It's okay. You can say these words and nothing bad is going to happen. If your partner respects you, they're going to hear that and be glad that you told them. Another thing you can do is instead of saying no, you can say something like, can we talk about that? And that way you're inviting discussion around the topic. You're not going to, it's not going to cause a conflict because it's not a refusal or um, a rejection. It's just, can we talk about that? And that will give you the opportunity to try and express how you're feeling and to help your partner understand what it is you're feeling so that they can help support you with that. Another thing you can try is instead of just saying no, is you can try and offer alternatives. For example, a partner is initiating sex, maybe it's a new partner and you're not really feeling comfortable with that. You can say something like, I'm sorry, I, I don't really feel like I'm up for having sex just yet, but I'd love to make out with you for a while. Would that be okay? So that way you're not flat out refusing them, but you are communicating a boundary and finding a solution that might be a good alternative. 
Another cool strategy I've got here was to try and reframe saying no as saying yes to yourself. So you might be saying no to another person, but you're actually saying yes to you and what you want and need right now. Lastly, I just want to add here, if you have said no in a polite and respectful way and that person does not respond to that or doesn't respect that and they continue to push, then it is absolutely okay for you to upset them. In fact, they might need that. They need to learn that it isn't okay to continue to push someone's boundaries when they have communicated that this is a no. That's abusive and it's taking advantage. It is shocking to me that for so many of us, we continue to worry about hurting someone else's feelings, even when they're being a jerk. And I am guilty of this still after all my experience in King and BDSM and, you know, I'm, I'm 32 years old. I still really struggle with this. And it, it surprises me when it happens because my logically speaking, I'm like, of course, fuck them. They've done the wrong thing. You've tried to be nice about it. Now they don't, they don't deserve that nice. You can hurt their feelings because they're hurting you now. But when it happens, there is so much instinct in you to just not want to hurt them and not want to cause a fight and not want to hurt their ego, all of that. It's really hard. So I, I want you to know that I get that this is hard and you're not always going to get it right. Something really helpful my psychologist said to me a little while ago was when you're in a situation where there's conflict, to remember that there's two people involved. So yes, you might be worrying about hurting their feelings, but your feelings matter too. You are involved in this as much as they are. Your feelings matter. Okay. It's not all about them and how they feel. Remember it is a two way street, their feelings and your feelings. Okay. Sometimes we forget about our own feelings. So I just wanted to remind you that they are important. All right. Just before I wrap up this episode, I just had some final thoughts on this topic that I wanted to add. The first one is I want to normalize that sometimes we don't know what our boundaries are until they get crossed. And that's okay. Sometimes we think we're good or we're not sure, but we're going to try it anyway. And then suddenly it goes too far and we feel really weird. And then we have to stop and that's okay. That's part of it. Especially when you're exploring kink together, exploring things that you haven't tried before. You don't always know how it's going to make you feel. You might be really into it in the moment. And this has happened to me quite a few times. You're loving it in the moment. And then afterwards, even like a day later, you might be reflecting on it and going, something in me is not sitting well with this. And then you talk to your partner and you let them know that you're having some feelings. You, You feel like maybe that might be a boundary for you. So just to reiterate the importance of aftercare, after, particularly after exploring new kinks, um, even if you don't think you need it, aftercare, reconnect, talk about it, debrief. How do you feel? The last point I want to make is about if, if you're on the other end of this, the other side of this, so if you are feeling like maybe you're with someone who's 
boundaries, you, you might be crossing their boundaries and they're not really able to express that. Maybe they're not able to say no directly. But if you're feeling any sense that maybe they're not comfortable, then it's your responsibility to just hit the pause button and check in with them. Do not use that, this excuse of, oh, they didn't say no, so I just kept going. Now, I know that we're not mind readers here. um, And if somebody is really giving you that enthusiastic yes, or at least they, yes, they want to try it, then it isn't always possible for you to be able to tell if they change their mind, for example. Um, but just be a human being and use your skills, your social skills, to just be reading that partner and checking in with them to see if this is still good. How are they feeling? Are they still enjoying it? Yes, great, let's keep going. To illustrate this point, it, it made me think about a memory I have from years ago. I think it was like maybe just out of high school. I went to the beach with a girlfriend of mine and a male friend of mine. And we were hanging out on the beach, having a chat, having a few drinks, whatever. Um, And this male friend was quite flirtatious, I guess, quite handsy. And he was flirting with her and that was fine. Um, And then he sort of started to touch her and I was watching this and I could see that she wasn't digging it. She wasn't comfortable. And that was really clear, but she wasn't able to say no or stop. And he kept going, knowing that she wasn't comfortable. And he said to her, I'm trying to get you to say no. You need to be able to say no to me or I'm not going to stop. And she couldn't do it. She couldn't say no for whatever her reasons were. She was not able to do that in that moment. And he continued to touch her and make her feel really uncomfortable. And, you know, everyone's giggling and it's all fun, but it's not, right? That's a, a nervous giggle, like, ha, 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 yeah, this is fun, right? But I'm just too afraid of causing a, a conflict to actually stand up for myself right now. Now, in that situation, I should have stepped in for a start, but I, I was young, I didn't have those skills yet, and neither did she. Um, and in, in his defense, he was young as well. He didn't, maybe he thought that he was genuinely helping her learn how to speak her boundaries, but that's not how you get someone to stand up for themselves. The way you get someone to speak their boundaries is by making them feel safe to do so. Okay. Now I just told you this story because I wanted to illustrate that there are situations where you need to use your best judgment to read that other person. And again, I know you're not a mind reader. No one is. I'm just asking you to check in with them. That's all you have to do and use your best judgment. They are ultimately responsible for themselves and and that is their decision. If you check in with them and they're like, no, yes, I really want to do this. Sorry, I'm just feeling a bit nervous. You can go, okay, well, I'll just slow down a little bit and let's continue. I think the the biggest point that I'm trying to illustrate here in this episode is personal boundaries, like setting those boundaries can be tricky. Um, And also boundaries move. They're not an exact science. It's not like you just work out what, yes, I'm comfortable with this. No, I'm not comfortable with that. That's where the line is for me. Set and forget. (laughs) My boundaries are always moving. Things that I used to be really uncomfortable with 
over time, I might start to want to explore that. And that's okay. And it goes the other way too. Um, I'll use impact play as another example. Sometimes I'm really cool, comfortable with being caned. Other days it fucking hurts and I'm not up for it. So can we just use floggers and paddles today? That's fine. Boundaries move. But ultimately it is the responsibility of both partners. It is your responsibility to do your best to communicate your boundaries out of respect for yourself and the person you're playing with. And it is also your responsibility to do your best to read your partner's body language, their nonverbal cues, to check in with them and make sure that they're comfortable with this. And that goes for tops and bottoms. Tops or doms, you guys are allowed to have boundaries too. Just because a sub asks you to do something to them, if you're not comfortable with it, that's okay. That doesn't make you a bad dom, all right? That makes you a safe person to play with. All right, I think I'm going to leave it there. I just spoke about a lot of information in this episode. Hopefully some of it was helpful. Hopefully um, you can maybe utilize one or two of those strategies and get a little bit better at asserting your boundaries. Remember, we're not going to get it perfectly right every time. This is a skill that we're always working on. It's also really hard, so be kind to yourself, okay? If you would like to delve into this topic a little deeper, go a little bit further down the rabbit hole with me, I will be recording a backstage video um, after I finish recording here um, where I will share quite openly and vulnerably about a time where I've felt my boundaries were crossed And in this particular example that I'm thinking of, it was a case where I didn't know this was a boundary for me until it happened. Um, Because as we know, boundaries aren't always that black and white. Um, And in this case, particularly, this is, it's a boundary of mine, but it's something that I want to work on. And that's something we didn't really talk about today is that sometimes we have boundaries because of trauma or low self-esteem and while they might feel like a boundary now, we mightn't necessarily want them to always be a boundary. They might be something we want to push and explore uh, when we're feeling safe and comfortable to do so. So I'm going to chat about that in today's backstage video. If you'd like to watch that, it is on my website, harleyrabbit.com forward slash backstage. And I will leave a link to that in the show notes as well. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give me five stars. Those star ratings are anonymous and they really help more people find this podcast. All right, till next time, play safe, have fun, and I will catch you soon. Bye. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Into it. Thanks for listening to Turns Out I'm Into It. If you've enjoyed this episode, please remember to hit subscribe and leave a rating and review. This will help other people just like you to find this podcast. If you have any comments or questions, you can reach out to me on FetLife or through the Harley Rabbit website. My name on Fet is Harley Rabbit, or one word, or you can message me direct through the website. Go to harleyrabbit.com forward slash podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show. I will be back soon with another episode exploring the wonderful world of kink. Turns out, I'm into it.